Mino Lion Media presents the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kevin Waits, and I'd like to welcome you to a new episode of Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits, where we unpack our bags and we talk about things that impact us all. We talk about religion. We talk about sexual orientation. We talk about the food you like. We talk about culture. We talk about everything. Nothing is left off the table, and we do this for a reason. We, we talk and we communicate because... I truly believe, and, and this is why I created this platform, to get people to come and just talk and so that we can get a better understanding of each other so that we can all find a way to somehow move forward together. Because that's the reason, I, that's that's I, I really believe that if we're going to move forward, we have to move forward together. One group can't move forward. We can't leapfrog each other. We have to do it on one accord and together. And so I often tell our listeners that, you know, hey, don't get it twisted and just think because it's called safe conversations, we have soft conversations because they're not, there's nothing soft about these conversations. We really drill down and uh, and get to the root causes of things. Um, and so I like to thank the listeners from all around the country. I like to thank the uh, listeners from across the world, because without you, this podcast platform would not be nothing. And so as long as you keep listening, me and my guests are going to keep talking. And so I am extremely happy to welcome a good friend of mine on the podcast tonight. And so I, I want to extend a welcome to you, Dr. Deshaun Rouse. Welcome. Welcome to you. And thank you, sir, for having me on this wonderful podcast. Um, I know it's been a while, but man, I'm delighted that you uh, would even choose a guy like me to come and talk to your audience. Okay. And uh, I, I know we're going to have a good conversation this afternoon. Absolutely. I've been I've been wanting to get you in here for a long time and I'm I'm just happy. I'm just happy to have you on. So sure. if you don't if you don't mind, you know, I know you, right? But if you if you would just take some time just to uh introduce yourself to the listening audience, um talk about uh your background, your education, your family, whatever it is you think we need to know about Dr. Deshaun Rouse. Okay, thank you. And uh, uh my name is uh Dr. Deshaun Rouse. I'm a full-time pastor here in the city of Andrews, South Carolina, in the United States of America. Uh, and so uh, I, I, I'm married to my lovely wife, Deborah. I have three um, handsome, uh, smart young men, sons, uh, Tariq Rouse, Kinley Rouse, and Jordan Rouse. We even have an adopted son who uh, lives here with us, Jeremiah Jackson. Um, once again, I'm a full-time pastor. I'm involved in my community uh, heavily, um, you know, back to pastoring. I've been pastoring for 26 years and also uh, in heavily involved in this community for 26 years. I serve on several boards, uh, the Waccamaw Community Foundation, the Smurf Developmental School. Um, also, I've served on many uh, boards here in the city of Andrews, chaplains and um, so forth and so on. Um, I knew that I was a... Uh, called to be a pastor at an early age. And so I made that leap into it and it's been a real blessed and successful one. And my job is just to connect humanity back with God. And, um, you know, with no guilt trip on them, but, you know, just seriously connecting humanity back to, uh, to God. I love that, man. I love the way you said it. Uh, and I've never heard anybody say it that way, connecting humanity back to God. Remind me, we need to come back to that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We, we need to come back to that. We need to come back to that. Connecting humanity back to God. So yes. you said at an early age, you knew that you were called to the ministry. 
tell us how, you know, how did, how did you know, how did you know you were called and, and, and you were, you, you had an assignment to walk a certain way and talk a certain way? I mean, how did you know? I know it was early on in your life, but how did it happen and how did you know? So um, I knew I was called into ministry ever since five years old. And a lot of people, you know, they have a hard time believing that because they kind of think a child at five uh, probably doesn't quite know what they want to be yet. But I just knew at five years old um, that I was called into ministry and I was going to one day be a pastor. Um, I would be around the house just preaching to my um, I used to have stuffed dolls. You know, at the time we had Bugs Bunny dolls and Daffy Duck dolls. And so uh, uh, I used to take them and line them up on the side of the wall in my room. And I would preach to all of them and um, I would feel the spirit come over me. And I, you know, I, I don't know if it was just, you know, me playing or it was the Holy Spirit at the time. I, I would have to say it was the Holy Spirit at the time because I really felt it yeah. and I knew it. Um, that's what I was called to do. As I was going through school, uh, everybody began calling me Reverend Rouse. Mm. And ever since I can remember in the third grade, people would gather around me and I would start preaching to them, telling wow. them about the Lord. You know, I didn't quite know what I was saying. I would, I'd be, and, and the Lord say, and God <laughs> say, you know, it, it, it had no um, no structure to it. Yeah. But he looked at me as Reverend Rouse. And the wow. funny thing about it is, you know, I, I was a young guy. I was a young man. I was a little boy. I was trying to fit in. So I would see the other kids doing what we call the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And I want to join in sometime and do it. And, uh, you know, when I would go to do bad stuff, they would tell me, no, Ray, you don't, you don't do nothing bad. Let us do it. You stick to the preacher. <laughs> and so I just never fit. I, I never fit in. Yeah. I knew I was called out. And um, as I went on through high school, I got more serious with the, my faith. Mm -hmm. And when I got out, um, that's when I really started pursuing uh, the call into ministry. And in uh, 1997, is when I had my initial sermon. And then uh, right at 99, I began pastoring. Wow. That's pretty awesome. You said a couple of things. Uh, one thing I want you to know is you have, you know, my daughter, Jasmine. Yes. You and her have something in common. Okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> I don't know if she was five. I think it was, I think she was younger, but ever since Jasmine could talk, uh -huh. ever since she could talk, she would say, when she can put a sentence together, she would say, I'm going to be a lawyer. Wow. She, you know, she didn't even know. She'll tell you today. I didn't even know what a lawyer was. You know, so I just, I just knew. She said, I just knew, you know, and she would say it. We would look at her like, okay, yeah, you know, you can do that. But right. ever since she could talk and put a sentence together, that's right. what she said. I'm going to be a lawyer. So I felt you when you said that. I felt you when you, right. the other thing was. Our words are powerful, man. It's they are. They are. The other thing is is when you talked about preaching to the stuffed animals. Right. <laughs> as you were, as you were, were, were talking, you said, uh, you said, honestly, I would feel the Holy Spirit. Well, you know, I wasn't sure if it was the Holy Spirit, but I would feel something. And you know what song came to my mind? It's not even a gospel song, but it was what, what made me relate to what you were saying was, if loving you is wrong. Wow. I don't want to be right. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's what I heard when you said it. I'm like, wow. You know what? It, hey, if it ain't the Holy Spirit and I'm just playing. That's right. If that's loving right. you is wrong, I don't even want to be right. That's, that's right. awesome, man. That, that right. is awesome. Now, so you made a comment earlier about <laughs> reconnecting 
people back. How did you say it? Remind me what you said. Reconnecting humanity back to God. Okay. So with you being called to the ministry at such an early age, obviously by making that statement, you believe that there is a disconnect between the church in uh, God, or especially our young people in right. God. Right. If so, in my Martin Lawrence voice, what what, what the problem is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, what's what what's you know what I'm saying? What's going on? What's the problem? And right. how how do you know how do you go about? Because that's a hefty task. You know what I'm saying? That, hey, how do you go about trying to make that happen one person at a time? Right. Um, you know, so, you know, in my faith, I believe that humanity has been disconnected from God because of the fall of Adam. And uh, because of that, um, the whole universe was thrown into chaos. Mankind was thrown into chaos. And so in our present time, you know, I, my job in my season of life is to um, do what the Lord Jesus wants us to do, uh, to make disciples out of men, to go out and bring them back to him, not to be religious, not to be um, uh, to beat someone over the head, but just simply to reconcile man back to him. He's a loving God. He's not trying to make anybody do anything. He doesn't hate anybody. He's not, he's not looking down on people with a hammer and ready to hit them if they mess up. And I, and I think, um, Kevin, that's one of the problems with the modern day church. They have not given people enough grace mm -hmm. so that they can enjoy this thing that we call salvation. Mm -hmm. and, and salvation should not be um, uh, a, a yoke on your back, a yoke on your neck. Mm -hmm. It should be something that you, you enjoy. And that's what I feel my purpose is to, to reconnect man back to God, humanity back to God, and show them the grace of God, the love of God. They're hurting already there's no need to bring them over to god and hurt them some more and so that's that's what i feel my job is to do wow that's that's awesome man uh because yeah a lot of things come to mind i, I was talking to a group today at work right and we were talking about we got to a point during the conversation where i said hey what how do we all move forward together right you know, there's a lot going on, but how do we find a way to move forward together? How do we make things better for everybody? So, you know, I, I talked about moral courage and how at some point, if you hadn't been been called to step up to the plate, to stand in the gap for somebody else, it's coming. You got to be ready. We got to do it. Not right. to be confrontational, but to say, right. whoa, 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 whoa. This right. is injustice. This is wrong, right? So we talked about moral courage. We talked about empathy, right? Right. right. Not sympathy. We talked about empathy and how, you know, a lot of times people say, "Oh, let's let's for example, let's say you lost a family member or a loved one." People will say they think we 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 are quick to say, "Oh, I know how you feel." Right. right. People really know how we feel. Right, right. Oh, right. you know, but but it, sometimes people don't know what to say. But in terms of empathy, from my perspective, empathy isn't. Hey, Kevin, wear my shoes for a little while. Well, you your shoes might be too big; they may right. be too small. I can't fit them. I can't understand what it is you're going through. Right. Well, keep talking to me. I want to learn more. That's right. Learn more. You see, what I'm saying right. to me, that's empathy. That's the part that we can latch on to. Not that. Uh, 
Dr. Rouse, I'm saying, hey, I understand where you come from. Right. But the part about I want to try, I want to learn more, help me understand, to me, right. is the empathy part. And finally, right. finally, the word grace came up. Right. I said, we got to have grace, you know. Exactly. So, exactly. and I asked him, I said, well, what do you, when you hear that word, what do you think about? Something we need to give to other people. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I, I'm in on that. I said, but I'm going to go even deeper. Mm-hmm. I said, before we run around, handed out grace to other people, we got to give ourselves grace. Oh, you, you, there you go. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? I said, because, and we laughed about it. I said, because. We run around handing out grace like a deck of cards. Right. And we all of us are hot mess. Any, all of us. We That's all right. have biases. We all have our hangups and everything. And we run around handing out. We need right. to stop, look in the mirror and say, I'm sorry. Right. We forgive ourselves, you know, because I think when we do that, when we forgive ourselves, I think it opens up the door. You know what I'm saying? For us to really not just say the words. Right. I'm saying, but to really forgive other people. You know what I'm saying? Right. How you feel about that? Man, you said a mouthful. And when you said people have not really given themselves grace, I really believe that. One of the reasons I believe that so many people are hostile toward other people is because they have no peace in themselves. And so when you give yourself grace, forgive yourself for some things. If you messed up, you messed up. Bottom line. If if you if you got to start over, start over. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some grace. Look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you're still valuable. You're still loved. You're still somebody. Um, God still loves you. Uh, if, if other people don't love you, somebody loves you. This earth has 8 billion people on it. You mm-hmm. know, give yourself some grace and then we can go out and share it with, with others. Uh, in, my, in my faith walk, there's a scripture that says, to whom much is given, much is required. The reason why most people aren't giving anything is because they haven't gotten anything and they haven't gotten it through forgiving them all, their own selves. Yeah. And so I can't give you grace. I'm always looking at you and saying, you're wrong or you're going to hell mm-hmm. or you're mm-hmm. not right. And we see a lot of that even in our, in our today's politics yeah. where yeah. everybody's trying to find something on the other person. Mm-hmm. And then years you, you find out that that person was doing something wrong. That's right. And so people are not giving themselves grace and then they're not extending it to others. And so, you, you know, you said a mouthful on that. And that's one of the things I teach a lot on my, in our church. Mm-hmm. Um, give people grace. Forgive yourself one. Yeah. And then, then understand what other people may be going through. Mm-hmm. In this life, everything isn't always black and white. No, it's complicated, man. It's yeah. a complicated life. People are living complicated lives. Sometimes yeah. we, we raise up with a certain cushion. And we don't know that a lot of things have can go on. I'll say it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come up with a Andy Griffith lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Barry, it's quiet, nothing happening. But some people have uh, have complicated lifestyles, and and when you meet them, you just can't beat them and expect them to just, you know, do it the way you feel like it should be done. You got to mm-hmm. give them some grace. You got to see it from their eyes, point of view, from their world, and then you'll be able to better um, uh, understand them. And, and I, I, I quit. I know it's your show. No, 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 listen. Don't stop. People are talking. They're not talking. Yeah. They're not talking anymore. Everyone mm-hmm. has an opinion and that's what they want to do. And so you just have to get back to a place of talking and just showing grace to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish, man, I wish we, uh, I wish me and you could go in a lab and, and invent something. 
right? <laughs> and I and I wish we could uh invent a certain type of shades or sunglasses, right? That when you put them on, I could hand them to you, right? And you could see the world from my point of view, oh. from my perspective. You know what wow. I'm saying? Everything right. I go through, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you don't have to keep it, but right. just put them on for a little while and it'll give you a flash. Boom. Right. You know Correct. what I'm saying? And Correct. man, just suppose all of us had something like that. Right. I right. think some of the issues <laughs> and problems that we had, people would be like, man. Right. I didn't know you had to go through that. Right. I was telling, we were talking, uh, the group I was talking to today about uh, microaggressions and and how they can be hurtful, you know, little subtle slights, right? Based on right. your your identity group, whether you're black, white, right. gay, straight. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I was telling uh, the group about how, you know, we, uh, when I was a police chief, we we had this, this kind of high profile murder case right. and we were able to, to, to solve the murder, right? right. Uh, couldn't bring the person back, but at least we were able to to give some closure to the family and the community who was, who was hurt right. and started the healing process. So I said, you know, we, we had a big press conference and, you know, I, I gave out the information and I said, out of everything I had to say, the reporter didn't ask me anything about the case. The only comment the reporter made was you speak well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You speak well as if to say, what What would you take from that? In your opinion, what, what would you take from that? Uh, you know, you're an African-American man and you, you uh, yeah. you know, but it don't yeah. speak like Listen, yeah. that made me, I'm, I wanted to say, so. of course I couldn't say it because I got to be professional, but I wanted to say, right. I wanted to just grab that person and say, do you see this family over here hurting right. and wanting closure? Correct. Right. And you, what you talking about? You know, but people. Right. Where else? Yeah. We worry about the wrong things. Right. And then when we when we get off the yellow brick road or we get mixed up or we get lost. Right. We wonder why. We wonder right. Why. So, Dr. Rouse. Let's start with it. Man, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. Current events. Right. Current meaning, you know, two to three years ago, you know, the pandemic social justice issues across the nation, uh, the world, insurrections, political strife, global warming, uh, the division among humanity, right? And I'm gonna even throw one more thing in there. I, I was, I was, and this tripped me out. <laughs> the water in Myrtle Beach <laughs> turning blue all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> so, I got, I, you know, I gotta ask you from a, from a spiritual perspective, what is going on? What is yes, going sir. on? Yes, sir. Whoo, you have asked me a uh, question that is a loaded big potato. But you know, I, I'll tell you what I, I believe going is going on. And 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 you probably have noticed it uh since the 80s, mm -hmm. just the advent of uh, cable TV. Okay. We have really seen uh, people take sides, mm. and you know, you know, you have your CNN viewers, you have your Fox viewers, you have your MSNBC viewers, you have your you know different uh, radio hosts viewers, 
Um, and everyone has an opinion about something. Mm -hmm. And no one is really trying to see anybody else's way. Um, and so you asked the question about the water at Myrtle Beach. Um, I heard a report on why it's that color. Yeah. yeah. But how many people would take time to even find out why it's that color without right. just coming up with a, a, their own opinion? Right. And so I really believe that that's what's going on around our whole nation. Mm -hmm. um, we have everyone who's just giving off what they see, mm -hmm. what they feel, and no one's trying to study the other person's side of view, point of view. And so we have a world that's just our world is just in chaos. Yeah. Um, it, and, and it's hard to even sometimes dissect who's right or who's wrong. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. I, I you know, I've been watching politics for, for decades. And if you mm -hmm. go back to Jimmy Carter, they called him the worst president. Mm -hmm. If you were a Republican, you call him the worst president. Mm -hmm. If you're a Democrat, you call him a good president. Mm -hmm. it, it, when when Reagan came into power, they call him a racist president. If you were a Democrat, you call him racist. If you was a Republican, he's a hero. And so it's almost like everybody sees it from their point of view and there ain't no other way. Yeah. And I think the only thing that can solve that is one, what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. We have to sit down and talk and, and not talk with our, well, you know, first admit our biases. Mm -hmm. biases. Um, for example, I'm black. So many people will assume I'm a Republican, a Democrat. Right. And um, yeah. But then what if I want to understand the other side? Right. Am I just going to shove that down their throat? Mm -hmm. What are they seeing that I may not have, uh, that I'm not seeing? How have they been raised that I've not been raised? And so sometimes we tend to think all white people are racist mm -hmm. because they are white. And that's not, that's not um, the cause. That's mm -hmm. not necessarily you know, how it goes. So I think people don't sit down and talk. We assume things. We assume that... Um, if if you are black or if you are white, you are on a certain side. Yeah. Um, can I just tell you something that I, that I was I saw? Um, I was I was in a class a few months ago, and I saw a white guy came in. And when I looked at this white guy, I said, "Oh boy, he has to be a Republican. He looks like a Republican." Yeah. As the class went on, I found out that this man was not a Republican, mm. he was gay. And, you know, my thought pattern was, wow, I, you know, I, all Republicans kind of look like him. And so it even showed me that you just can't assume things. You yeah. gotta sit down and talk. And that's on a political level, a spiritual level, and every level. level. This is in the church too. You have churches that accuse each other. Um, you have one religion against the other religion without even sitting down and asking, why do you feel the way you feel? Where did you get your interpretation from? Everybody just wants to put the other one down so they can be up. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, in my, with my faith, I believe the only way you can solve a lot of this mm -hmm. is that you once again reconnect man with humanity. Reconnect, uh, excuse, me, excuse me, reconnect humanity with God mm -hmm. so that they can get a clear picture of how to love, because that's the missing link. Yeah. We're not loving each other. We're yeah. not taking time to talk to each other. And we're not extending that grace to each other like we should. Yeah. And so it's just it's just balling over into our society. It's a lot, man. Uh it's it's it, really it it's is. a lot. It's it's a it lot. Is. And 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 you know where the, I, I really believe the grace comes needs to come in is the fact that. You know, there's there's a lot of things that contribute to the way we see the world. 
right. a, lot of, a lot of things. Right. All going back, and, and I appreciate you, uh, you know, uh, being transparent and sharing how you, you know what I'm saying, kind of prejudge that person you saw. Right. That's right. real. That's real. Right. And real. we open up, you know what I'm saying, and, and talk about these things. But, right. you know, several things that, 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 that influence how we see the world, but I believe our upbringing has a lot to do with it. Yes, right? sir. Our upbringing, um, and, and, and sometimes I'll be the first to say it. You know, I mean, I had beautiful parents, loving parents, uh, and 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 you know, but sometimes, sometimes some of the biases, mm -hmm. some of the myths, you know, what I'm right. saying, right, can get passed on from generation to generation. Well, yes, and yes. and they don't always have to be the truth. Right. You know right. I, mean? I never forget uh, my, my dad came home one day. I had a white friend uh, who lived around the corner. He's my only friend in the neighborhood because I just moved from New York and, and, the, and the black kids didn't want to play with me because I, I talk different. I walk different. I dress different. I had a white friend. And my dad says to me one day, Christian man, uh, right. Kevin, I want you to be careful. Right. So I don't, I mean, I don't understand. I'm like, well, what you mean? I want you to be careful of your friend. So I'm right. like, Daddy, what, what did he do? He didn't do nothing. That's right. only, I couldn't understand. So I'm in between a rock and a hard place because that's my daddy. Right. That's, that's how right. I eat. That's how I, you know, stay warm. Right. And he has, never, he has right. never led me wrong. Right? That's right. That's right. But what he's saying doesn't match up with what I'm living Right. In this relationship, this friendship that I have, like the young people say, the, the math wasn't mathing, right? The math wasn't mathing. So right. I'm pressing him, Dad, well, what did he do? Well, Kevin, the son, he didn't do nothing. Right. He says, but when push come to shove, they're going to be pushing and you're going to get shoved, is right. what he said, right? So we know what he meant. He he meant when he said they're going to be pushing, he meant white people, I'm going right. to get shoved, right? So, but just that quick, even though that wasn't my experience with this person, Right. That seed was planted. Right. You know what I'm saying? So do you think sometimes a lot of some of our hangups we drag along with us from, from our childhood and our upbringing and just hadn't had enough courage or or, or whatever to mitigate them and yes. figure it out for ourselves? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I really do. And once again, I go back to what you're doing here because you're giving people a chance to have free thought and not not always and not always look at things from from how we've been how it's been passed down in the word of god it says um tradition has made the word of god to no effect mm. in other words passed down stuff makes it hard to understand god the way you should mm. and the reason why a lot of people can't advance um once again uh politically or socially or spiritually is because they have hangups. Mm. They have things passed down. You better watch out for him. You better mm. watch out for her. You know, even in, uh, we're talking about uh, black and white, even mm. within um, our African-American community, there's colorism. Right. And people tend to uh, judge a light-skinned person over a dark-skinned person. Or, or they, you know, it's just so much craziness yeah. until yeah. we miss out on a lot of good people who can really come along and bless us, That's but right. we, we we have these myths that somebody's out to get us yeah. and we don't give people a chance. That's and right. as a pastor with the young people, my job, I have really 
uh, taught our church this. We're not going to judge any young person that comes through that door. Um, just because they may come in a certain way, pants sagging, our hat turned to the side, we're not going to judge them. We're going to give them a chance. We're not going to judge a gay person if they walk through the door. You know, we, we don't know what anybody's been. We're not just going to take what someone said from the past and make that uh, a blanket for all. We're going to get to know each other, a, a person's file self, and we're going to just, once again, reconnect them with God. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's important. Uh, you know, I grew up in the church, right? And I remember like it was yesterday and you talk about tradition and, and, and so what I hear you say about tradition and as things pass down, what I heard you say, you didn't say it, but what I heard was uh, tradition gets watered down over time or the tradition gets diluted. You know what I'm saying? Over time, it doesn't still, it doesn't have the same uh, substance or the same sting or the, you know what I'm saying? That's what I heard you say. But I remember the preacher would stand up in the pulpit Dr. Ross, I, I am, trust me now, I'm not making fun of my preacher, but half the time, <laughs> you couldn't understand what he was saying, right? Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and what they call it, who, uh, you know, right. and uh, every now and then, you're going to hell, you know what right. I mean? I'm like, right. I'm like man, and, and, right. and that was, and we went to church because we had to go to church, you know right. what I'm saying? Um, I, so, I, I was at your church one Sunday. Uh -huh. And I saw something I had never seen. Uh -huh. I'm sitting there. I saw something I had never seen. Two times I've been at your church. And I saw something I've never seen. The first time was, uh, it was the end of service. Uh -huh. And just like in, in many other churches, you open up the door to the church. Been there, I mean, many, 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 many times. Grew up in the church. But something happened one Sunday at your church, right? You open up the doors and a young person came up. Mm -hmm. And you were talking to the congregation. You, hey, we, we, we thank God for this young person. Uh, is there anybody else? Uh -huh. Nobody moved, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm paraphrasing it because I can't remember exactly how you said it. But I heard you say, listen, if you're sitting back there, and you're not coming to God because you smoked weed last night or you was at the club or you were selling drugs or you whatever it is. And you thinking in your mind that I got to get all that stuff straight and then right. I'll. Right. You said you got it backwards. Right. Come on. Just come on. You right. come give your life to Christ. And, 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 and I promise you all those things to get dealt with. Right. And I watched, I saw this with my own eyes. If somebody told me I wouldn't believe it. I watched seven young people. Right. One, and they didn't all come together, right? right. It's almost right. like, I'm just waiting. Okay, who going? You know what I'm saying? From their perspective, one, two, three, four. And I'm sitting there like, whoa, this <laughs> is crazy. But, but what you said was what I think a lot of people feel. They, 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 and I don't know if this is even a term, but they over condemn themselves. They overly condemn themselves like, oh, I'm just such a horrible person. I've done so much. Ain't no, I can't, you know, excuse me now. Ain't no way in hell I can go up there and present myself to God. You know what right. I'm saying? I can't, I can't, I got to, let me go wash up. Let me clean up. Let me brush right. my teeth. Put, let me put right. my teeth in. Get myself. That's the, yeah, that's the wrong thing to do. 
Right. Let's look what the Bible says. Jesus said, behold, I will make you fishers of men. Hmm. And he used the analogy fishing. And what do you do when you get out on a boat or you stand beside the bank or off the bridge and you fish? Mm-hmm. You catch it before you clean it. Mm. That has been the problem for so long. We've been trying to clean people before we catch them. Mm. And, and my job is not to clean them. My job is to catch them. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will clean them through them being, hearing the word of God and teachings. Yeah. And so sometimes I think um, many people have it backwards. We want people to straight or get straight uh, get right before they come and and we're, we're losing too many people that way that's why many churches are empty mm. they, they're not they're not approaching them the right way and and then too many of our churches have become clubhouses mm. where it's just for the the all righties right. and and uh you know in the, and you know i said all righties but they ain't all righty right. okay so, but um we have not given people a chance to come. I love what you say what said when you started up this program. You said that we are about safe conversations. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what my church is about. It's yeah. a safe place. Yeah. I don't care what you have done last night, last week. You're home now. Mm. God wants God wants to welcome you home, and He loves you, and He want to help you get over whatever you're in. Yeah, man. How you gonna sit up here on this podcast and say? I, I just you said something now. How you gonna sit up on safe conversations and say, Kevin? The problem is, is that we trying to clean the fish before we catch him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the quote of the year. <laughs> is, I'm telling you, man. That is, and it makes so much sense. But 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 again, I I sat there. And I saw the young people go up and I was like, wow, I mean, I, I was just so amazed, but I understood what triggered them to move. It was right. the fact that the grace was involved. We've been talking about grace all night. The grace right. was involved. Come on up here. Ain't nobody going to beat you up. Come Correct. on. I don't care if you, how many times you've been in church or you've been someplace, somebody come in the room and you're like, oh boy, that boy, that weed, Ooh, man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, right. and I can remember, you know, I grew up in a, in a certain denomination and, and I won't speak to that, but I remember, man, we was dressed. Right. I mean, three piece suit, busted right. brown shoe, you know what I'm saying? State, whatever. And if you didn't come in there looking like that. Right. Correct. People turn their noses up. You know what I'm Correct. saying? And they didn't say you wasn't welcome, but you, I bet you wouldn't, the usher wouldn't walk you up to the front of the church. You'd be you sitting in the back corner someplace. Right. That's right. That's right. Mm. That's right. And so I've I've learned as a leader that you have to progress and you can't just want you can't want people to dress like you did from your era and act like you did from your era. Everything has progressed. Mm-hmm. Get let people serve God in the generation they're in. Mm-hmm. And so many times we try to bring past generations into the current generation and we get stuck. And they don't understand it as much as I want my sons, you know, I, I'm, I'm a wrestling man. Mm-hmm. As much as I want my sons to like Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, that's old to them. Okay. I can they walk don't... around all day with my elbow and saying, woo. Yeah. They yeah. care about that. Yeah. They care about these new style wrestlers. Yeah. So yeah. you got to learn to say, Hey, this is what they are doing. 
Let me change. Because one thing I've learned, if you don't evolve, you're going to expire. Okay. And and I found out something. You can die before you ever die. You Mm. can be walking around dead. You're no longer relevant. And mm. I don't want to pastor that's not relevant to the to this generation. You mm. know. Mm. So th- that's why mm. we do what we do. Wow. Gotta stay relevant. Yes. So and, and you also said something. Now, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know, but me and you co-authored a book together. Yes. Called Never Have a Bad Day. And, right. and one of and one of my favorite parts of the book. And I may have told you this or I may not. One of my favorite parts of the book is when you talked about leaders and how same thing you just said but you you explained it a different way you talked about how leaders are just like iPhones you remember that right right yeah. and and you talked about and and I, and I always think I am the worst one on you see the update right just accept the update Kevin right. but but I drag it out I drag it out I drag it out and right. you talked about how leaders do the same thing you refuse to update yourself. You refuse to stay relevant. And just like the iPhone at some point, and you explained it, if you don't take the update, your phone going to shut down and start acting crazy. And you just said a few minutes ago, if you don't change, you're going to become irrelevant. And and, and if you become irrelevant, you're going to be standing up there preaching to yourself because all the young people are going to leave. That's right. All the young people are going to leave. That's right. And, you know, you're saying that and I'm looking at my camera right now mm-hmm. and, and right under the camera on the screen, it says to me, software update will be auto will be auto installed. Yeah. Um, and it says uh, iOS 12.5.7 is available and will be installed later tonight. Yeah. In other words, if I want this iPad to work efficiently, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to accept the update update. That's right. And and many people don't accept updates. They tend to think that if I change something, mm-hmm. I'll be losing my um, my credibility or mm-hmm. losing my faith if you're in the church. Mm-hmm. But no, you're becoming more efficient in the current generation that you're in. So if I want this this uh, this um, laptop, uh, this pad to run smoother, quicker, better, more efficient find things for me in a better place, I have to accept all updates. And most people have a hard time accepting updates, whether that be pastors, leaders, uh, whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't want to accept the update. Yeah. And now they're running slow and old and wondering why people want to get rid of them. That's right. So it's, I, I want to be a person that accepts the update. That's right. Me too. Me too. So the second thing that happened that I saw at your church okay. was this past Sunday. Okay. All and you're going to have to help me out with this now. You're going to you gonna have to help me with this. So, <laughs> you know, the service was great. You know, everything was great about the service, the praise and worship, the word, uh, time hotel, uh, everything, everything was awesome. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, at one point, you, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people get an opportunity to go for prayer. Right. And, you know, uh, everybody up, you know, going up for prayer, everything is good. And and and, it, and I and I heard you say at one point, open up that door. Right. You said open up that door. And you said, if there's anything, you know, that, that you carry and that's unclean, right, let it out. Let's right. it's gonna it's gonna have to go out of here. It cannot stay in here. It's got to go out. 
Right. I saw that. I witnessed that. Right. But what I witnessed after that, a few minutes after that, the power went out. Sure did. <laughs> out of nowhere. Out right. of, you know what I'm saying? Right. Out of nowhere. Everything right. just shut down. Right. I'm looking like, whoa, 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 right. whoa now, you know what I'm saying? And you know, right. hey, retired police chief, I didn't have my gun on me at the time, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm like, whoa, right. what's right. right. Me and my wife kind of look at each other like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? Right. right, right. Maybe a minute and 30 seconds. Hey, the singing kept going, nothing stopped. Just wasn't no music and no microphone, you know. About a minute and a half, everything right. came back on. Right. So my question to you as we close the show out was, was that a coincidence? <laughs> so well, you know, on that? Yeah, well, you know what? I, I really believe that there was something behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no storm in the area. There was nothing mm-hmm. else going on. So, the, you know, and it was during the time when I was saying that we are, we are canceling spirits off people. That's right. And we opened the door and everyone was doing it. And the power just went out. Mm. And like you said, it stayed off about a minute and, and plus, and then it came back on. And we were singing the song, I think, um, No Weapon Formed Against You Shall Prosper. And I remember saying, right. just like that, it won't prosper. It may happen. It may come against you, but it won't work. And a lot of times when things like that happen, it, it, it happens to challenge our faith, to make mm. us scared, to make us turn back, to make us get alarmed and say, oh, no, mm-hmm. I better not do that. But really, that's a sign that God is working on your behalf. I often tell a lot of people when chaos happens in your life, yeah. many people look at it as defeat, Yeah. but that, that could be a sign mm-hmm. that the enemy knows that his time is up mm-hmm. and he's only acting up because he knows he has to get out. Yeah. And so, yeah, I believe that the Lord really did something uh, powerful Sunday. And, yeah. and in the past few weeks, we've been having those type of services, deliverance services where people mm-hmm. are being freed from demonic activity and, and oppression and depression, suppression, people were just being liberate, liberated. We had a young lady in our church. She had a massive stroke back in March and she's up walking now. She couldn't walk. She couldn't talk. Mm. She couldn't lift anything. And she was, she was in church Sunday, praising the Lord. Wow. And so, yeah, um, I, I believe something was uh, behind it mm-hmm. and uh, we had the victory over it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. Like I said, to be there and <clears throat> and just see it, you know what I'm saying, unfold. That that uh that was a uh, that was something else. Um so we're going to close out, but I I just want to ask you one more question. Okay. If there's there's a young person out there that's just struggling. Struggling on on many different levels. Uh they may be thinking about taking their life. They may be thinking about the fact that they may feel like they are worthless or don't have any hope. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we all know hope is a very powerful thing now. If you yes. lose hope, you're in trouble. Yeah. You know, right. so what would you, how would you, if you had an opportunity to intervene and in, 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 in talk to this young person, because I really believe that somebody's going to listen to this podcast, this episode right here, and something positive gonna happen for them. I, I believe right. it. I believe it. So, how would you intervene, and what exactly would you say to that young person? 
Yeah, well, you know, I would say to that young person um, that I was once a young person who had suicidal thoughts. I felt like no one loved me. I, I felt like um, no, I had no friends. I just, I, I just felt lonely. And when I um, got my connection with God, He begins, He began to show me that He loved me and that, that He had a purpose for my life. And and Kevin, when we talk about suicide, that's one of the that's one of the things that really hit me because whenever I hear about someone committing suicide, it feels like it feels like everything inside me drops because mm -hmm. that was a person who just could not see a better day come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that, that really hurts me. And I, I, I never want to see anybody yeah. go through that. So I would tell that person to have hope. And I love you. I love you said that uh, because I was thinking about that on yesterday, about optimism mm -hmm. and hope. And hope mm -hmm. is more powerful than optimism. Right. Uh, you can be optimistic and that's good. Right. But when you hope, that moves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would tell that person to, to, to be hopeful. It will get better. Uh, you will survive these hours that you're living in. Tomorrow will look better and feel better and sound better than it does today. You will make it. You will prevail. Um, you will look back on this day and you will laugh that you were even in this state. You will say, how in the world did I even allow myself to, to suffer so long? Mm -hmm. And I would tell them that if they're not saved and if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, that if they would just turn their life over to him, he would come in their life and he would help them uh, through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will help us in all of our weaknesses. And so uh, it's just having someone on your side. Life can become demanding. You, it can be stressful. And even for adults, marriages, sicknesses, unemployment, um, just seeing the, the, the pressures of life. And you can say, you know what, I'm tired. Mm. But if you would just hold on and, and, and trust the process, God has a plan for you. He loves you. He's not going to uh, let the devil do any more mm -hmm. to you than he will allow. And I promise you, he won't let him take take you out. Uh, Job went through the book in the book in the Bible. There was a man named Job. He <laughs> lost everything. He lost his children. He lost his family. He, uh, he lost his relationship really with his wife. She looked at him and said, well, did you curse God and die? He lost his finances. He lost his servant. He lost his businesses and he had hope and he came, he bunks back. After all of that, he bunks back. And I'm, I want to tell anybody who's out there dealing with that, you will bounce back. Hold me to my word on it. Mm -hmm. You will bounce back. Tomorrow going to be brighter. Next week going to be brighter. Next month going to be brighter. And one year out from now, you're going to look back at this time and you're going to laugh. And you're going to say, Lord, I thank you for keeping me. Mm. Wow. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's an awesome word. Um, I, you know, I saw uh, a uh, video I was watching today earlier. And it was Eric Thomas. You familiar with Eric Thomas? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So Eric Thomas was talking, man. And he was saying, hey, you same thing you said. He said, you done came too far. That's right. Back. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you can't, you cannot go back. And he was talking. And he said, take one more. If you're running, take one more lap. One more lap. Just take hey. one more. Just take right. one more. And the right. biggest thing he said that like it slapped me across my head, Dr. Ross. He said, <laughs> get a reward for your pain. Come on, man. That's what he said. I said, man, right. hey, right. I want to right. go back to college and play football again. You know what I'm saying? He said, get a reward 
Don't just give up and quit and pack up and go. Get a, everything you went through, you're going to walk away now? That's Get a right. reward for your pain. And, that, that's, and that's awesome. And, and like I said, it goes in line um, with everything you said, especially about Job. If Job can lose all of that and everything right. and still have hope. Right. Right. Um, you can, uh, right. we can, we can bounce back. We can bounce Correct. back. So, Correct. Listen, I, I I knew I've been waiting. We've been waiting for a long time just to connect and get our schedules right to make this happen. Yes, sir. I think we both knew that it was going to be magic. It was going to be magical. It was going to be good. It was going. Right. Somebody's going to listen to this. I promise right. they're going to reach out to you. Wow. They're going to watch. You watch what? And and I can't wait to hear you tell me. They going to reach out to me. They're going. Hey man, I need to talk to this Doctor Browski. You know what I'm saying? They going they going to reach out to you. But can you can you tell the listening audience? Uh, what kind of projects you're currently working on and how someone can contact you to learn more about you and your ministry? Yes. Uh, so you can reach us at Safak Bookings. That's S-F-A-C Bookings with an S at the end uh, dot, uh, at gmail.com. Um, that's how you can reach me and our secretaries will grab any information and relay it and you know we'll make whatever happens that needs to happen um i have some projects coming up uh i just released a book called uh them two it's about uh my two sons as they were growing up and just observing certain things they did in life and the life lessons um that that can be learned from two little boys around the house doing things breaking things and then you know making a, a comp showing the 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 positive aspect of it, right. um, you know, talking things through, not everything is a beating, you know, right. Right. you know, talking things through. And then there's another book um, that I'm working on called Kingdom Nomics. And it's just showing uh, people how God wants us to invest and how God wants us to be good stewards of the money that he gives us. And then uh, there's also a symposium that we're working on in, in September, where we're going to have a gathering of uh, 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 black men and women to discuss finances because one of the things that's alarming me is that in the black community our medium income is shrinking by the year 2053 it is said that the medium income for African Americans will be zero and so it's time that we start talking about something and, uh, and, and begin to look at how we spend our money so that we can be a people that um, have a, a comfortable lifestyle over the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, would you come back? Yes, sir. All right. Let yeah. me know when. Hey, I've had a, I've had a, a great time, uh, and I really appreciate you taking time. I know you're busy, uh, but I appreciate you taking the time to come and just sit down and have a safe conversation with me. Yes, sir. So, and I appreciate you for doing what you're doing. You're helping a lot of people around this world, and God bless you. All right. Thank you. So you heard it here. Um, another conversation, a dynamic conversation with Dr. Deshaun Rouse, a spirit-filled ambassadors for Christ. Uh, thank you for listening uh, in the country, across the world. And uh, until next time, peace. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is hosted and produced by Kevin Waits, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcasts. 
Find Kevin Waits on Facebook at Kevin Waits and join the Safe Conversations group. Follow the Mino Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mino Line Media. Get the Mino Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is a Mean Old Line Media production. 